Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff slot on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Okay. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. Yeah. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. Yeah, that's what's up. You're down in our cut here and picking up the blitz with KBE Fane, our producer, Mad Money Mike. We're glad to have you back for another week. We're going to keep rolling. We keep getting support for the show, and everybody just keep helping us grow until we get where we need to be. This is KB, a.k.a. Carl Balloon, my nickname in high school because I always deliver. What's up, E-Fane? What's going on? KB, on the road, man. We're hitting the studio in Orlando tonight. A little CGCE. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. Champagne, gold chains, entertainment, either way, man. We're going to be with Mad Money Mike tonight. We got that money behind the glass, too, don't we? Yep, it's been a while. He's finally made a full recovery. What's up, Mad Money? Uh, I'm here, living the dream. Can't wait to get in my like studio it. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know y'all are going to make some magic happen, so we'll have a new intro next week. We'll have a couple other uh, things. You know, the show's, uh, show's about to get a big renovation. That's thanks to all the support we get from the fans. Got to get started here on the biggest topic. Been dying to jump into this one. Aaron Rodgers is looking like he is going to be coming back and trying to get the Green Bay Packers into the playoffs. Now, a lot of people are worried about Aaron Rodgers' timing. You know, he hasn't been practicing, he hasn't been playing. How is he just going to jump back in and know the timing of all the routes? That's why you need KB right here to tell you that that doesn't matter. Timing is not Aaron Rodgers' thing anyway. He's an ad-libber. He lets the plays develop a little bit. He goes by feel. He uses his feet. I don't think timing is going to have any issue. It's whether you want to bring him back or not. I get that Super Bowl windows are very short in the NFL, but we're talking about his shoulder. This injury could mean less zip, and you know what I'm talking about with Aaron Rodgers. His quick feet and his ability to drop mortar bombs along with laser beeline passes are what makes him great. Is it worth risking further injury, damaging his arm talent? And who knows? Maybe his arm is already too torn up anyway with the second collarbone surgery that he's dealing with here. So it's a tough decision. You know he's a competitor and he's going to want to play. But what does this mean for A-Raj? You know, Efane, you know he wants to RSVP to the party plus 52 putting the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs in the elite playoff party. And those invitations are starting to get very limited right now. A-Rod has run the table before. Can he do it again? I mean, if you're the Packers fan, if you're a football fan, you want to be selfish and you want to see him back, obviously. You know, you're sitting right there. You're in the, the hunt, so to speak. I mean, I think you got to run the table – there's something between the Lions and the and the Packers. One of the two has to run the table here, or maybe one. There's something there. But they, they are there. So, yes, if I'm a Packers fan, I want to see Aaron Rodgers back. As an NFL fan, I'm dying to see Aaron Rodgers back, one of my favorite players of all time. And like you just said, Beck, I mean, the Super Bowl window is so short-lived, and the Packers really don't have that great of a team, but it doesn't matter with Aaron Rodgers, man. Any opportunity – any year that you can use this guy, I think you got to play him, man. That's just how I feel about it. You've got to let this guy get out there and start gunslinging around. Because Brent Hundley, yeah, you did a decent job. Don't kid yourself. Like you're going to do a damn thing in the playoffs. Get your boy Aaron Rodgers back, and then let's go from there. And, I mean, I understand injuries can be a concern. But, dude, you know, so is Father Time, man. He's not going to be like Tom Brady. This guy doesn't play that style of game. So don't expect Aaron Rodgers to keep playing forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm right there with you. The thing is, is 
what you got to think about is, is the talent he has around him enough to risk it? You know what I'm saying, Eddie? I like, I, but I, but I'm, I know what you already said. You said if you yeah. get him in there, then he's enough. And I'm kind of with you on that. It's, it's just, it, you, you've seen the things that this dude can do. He can do things that, is, that you've never seen a human do on a football field. He's crazy accurate. He has a crazy, he has crazy arm strength. He has mobility with his legs. I think that if you look at the, the positives, the negatives, man, you absolutely have to play this dude. I mean, I, I still haven't gotten your actual opinion on what you would do as the owner, GM, you know, if you were put in that position. But I think we're seeing Aaron Rodgers come back, and I, for one, am excited as hell about it this week. I, I, I think don't. we both are. I think we both are because we're looking for that star to be back and back in the league. And you got a better bet that the NFL wants him to play because they've been losing ratings left and right. So they want Aaron Rodgers in there. And to get my final say on it, bro, I think that if you got if, if he can play, you got to play him. The way the just yep. as much as he can mess this thing up, you know, they can they can fix it in the off season. So who knows? We got to move on because some of these NBA games are getting ready to start. And you know, you got to get on these locked and loaded picks with me and E Fain if you like money just as much as we do. And we're about to drop some bombs for you. All you got to do is make the bet and go collect. Let's get into our NBA locked and loaded picks for Wednesday night and our special Thursday night game. Give you time to think about that one. It's a good one. First up, Eddie, we got the Denver Nuggets plus six points at the Boston Celtics. Who are you taking? Boston. At home, Boston. I'm taking Denver. I think it's going to be a closer game. Boston just played San Antonio. I don't think they go whooping up on Denver by any means. I think it's going to be close. Portland, plus two and a half at your Miami Heat. Where does your money fall, Eddie? Portland plus two and a half. I have not liked anything I've seen from the Heat thus far. They are the most erratic team in the NBA. I would not put anything on them. I would absolutely take Portland if you read that correctly and are telling me the Portland Trailblazers are getting two and a half down here in Miami. Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. It looks kind of like a like a trap spread. Maybe Vegas knows something about Miami that we don't. But I definitely don't know it, so I'm going to take Portland. I like their two guards. I'm taking Portland. Charlotte, plus 12.5 at Houston. I know why I'm taking Charlotte, Eddie. Who are you taking in this? Look, man, if you're going to give 12.5 out, but Houston's looking good, we're going to get into a little James Harden conversation, MVP, a little later on, man. But 12.5, I'm still going Houston, man. I really, really, really like Houston this year. I'm going Charlotte because I believe that 12 and a half. A lot. That's plenty of points. That's plenty of points. A lot. I think that Dwight Howard in his return to Houston is going to try and prove a point. He's not. He's a joke. He's not good enough to win the game. He's a. He's a flake. But he'll play just good enough to get it within 12 and a half points, and then he'll get ejected or something. It, it would probably benefit the team if he got ejected. Charlotte's probably hoping for that. But I think the 12 and, 12 and a half is always hard to go against. I'm very surprised that you're taking Houston. You going to stick by it? I'm sticking by it, man. I think you're... Right. Houston, the way Houston's been playing, you're damn right, Beck. And like you said, we're going to get to a little more of that with some James Harden, Houston Rockets talk here down the line in the show. Clippers, the L.A. Clips, at my boy Mad Money Mike. Orlando Magic. The Clippers are getting plus five at the Orlando Magic. Who you rolling with, Mad Money? You think your boys can cover five points? Yeah, I think they can scrounge some now. Five's a lot to be scrounging. That's not really a scrounging. That's a beating. They got it. They got it? I'm going to go with my boy Matt Money on this. I have the Clippers here on paper, but I'm going to switch it because Matt Money seems so confident. I think uh, Clippers got some issues there. Where where do your feelings lie, Fane? Hey, man, if I'm in town, they're winning the game, dog. If, I, if I'm showing up in Orlando tonight, they better show out, dude. They're going to cover <laughs> They're going to win all it. Right. Up, Orlando. All day. Oh, all right. And then we got to throw in our locked and loaded Thursday night special. And you're going to know that exactly why I have this game on the docket for us to pick because there's two players that everybody's going to be interested to see. 
And this is the Los Angeles Lakers, led by Luke Walton, trying to lead along Lonzo Ball against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. LeBron James has his Cavaliers favored by nine and a half points in this game. Where are we going, guys? Who you got on this bad money? Uh, I'll, I'll take it either way. I, I don't got nobody for this one. Eddie. Pretty indecisive right there, man. Right? Sometimes <laughs> no bet's a good bet. Uh, Cleveland's going to take it uh, with the nine and a half. The Lakers, I'll give uh, Alonzo a little bit of credit, man. They played really well uh, against New York last night. I know it went to overtime. I actually have no idea who won. I turned it off. The second I saw LeVar Ball on screen on the side of the court with uh, the other ball boys, dude, this is – and he's dancing around. He's worse than Spike Lee. Spike Lee's probably hating him a little bit, man. But I will give the Lakers credit. However, that game last night still going to take it out of him. And if they're going to Cleveland, LeBron is going to put the kid in his place. The king will rise. Promise you. I put this one down as lock. A lock. I will put everything on this. Everything. Put the house on it. That's how confident I am. Cleveland will win this game by about 12. Eddie Fain locked it down, and I'm going to load it up because I'm going to take Cleveland minus the 9.5. I think Cleveland can cover that. I think that LeBron James likes kind of beating up on some of the younger talent like Lonzo Ball, especially get him while he's uh, where he's at now, kind of, you know, emotionally fe- uh, feeble. And, yeah, uh, emotionally keep, feeble. Yeah, keep him in the he's bottom of the barrel as as long as you can. We have, an, we have a lot more great football material to get to, but before we do that, we got to cover another story, and that would be uh funny thing that I think we, we all might have seen in the news, Eddie. Chris Bosch's mom is apparently doing a little more work than uh, her son right now. What the the hell is going on there? Oh, Mrs. Bosch. Mrs. Bosch is putting in work all right, even though she claims that she isn't. Uh, They they did the undercover sting at one of the houses that is owned by Chris Bosch. His name is on the mortgage, um, I believe, out there in Texas. And, uh, yeah, so they busted her, man, for all the signs of drug trafficking. And then I believe uh, the story was that they sent an undercover in, which I don't know how that's legal that he could just go over the gate and go through the trash because he went and stole all the trash from outside the house and found all these Coke baggies, all your your normal paraphernalia that you'd be using to weigh up different bags of cocaine, uh, from what I've heard about it. So, uh, apparently, yeah, that's what happened, man. And they uh, they got Mrs. Bosch, and Chris has nothing to do with it because he's the man. Still love him down here in Miami, but yeah, you know, you do start thinking just for one second, it costs your mind, damn, Chris, like, I know you got a big contract, but you're not working, and how much are you spending that you got your mom running a drug ring that maybe you are the kingpin of, but then I thought, nah, Chris Bosch is way too soft to be a freak, I think he has a butterfly tattoo on his back, dude, like, that dude ain't running a drug ring, but yeah, good for his mom, I guess, she probably made some money for uh, the time being, but, you know, in the long run, that sucks. No, I just don't... I just don't understand what what is she gonna gain by selling drugs? I mean, just you want call to Chris. I don't know. I don't know. But but to clear this up here, once the the police can go through your trash, once you throw it away, it's fair game. But if just it's like property, just like I tell you, just like Frank Reynolds said in Always Sunny Philadelphia, when I die, you could just throw my body in the trash. He's dead. Who cares? I don't care. Do whatever you want with me. Throw me in the trash. (laughs) All right. We're going to hop to a commercial break. We got a lot for you. We're going to hop over to a commercial break. We got a lot going on on the other side. We got Carson Wentz coming up. Some Ryan Shazier talk. James Harden. I know Eddie is dying to get to... But the playoff picture is looking a lot more clear, at least to Efane and I, and we're going to clarify it for the rest of you. Pick it up the blitz. Holler at you on the other side. This is KB from Pick Em to the Blitz with KB and Efane. Ethan and I pick up a lot of our NBA material for PrimeCombine.com. 
It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Back inside picking up the blitz with KB and E. Fane. Carson Wentz is going to have to hang tight. We're going to have to get a little bit into his injury, which was funny because usually when these guys get injured, you know, one of their legs is planted into the ground. But we'll, we got a lot of stuff on that. But first, we're going to go to our caller. What's your name? Where are you bringing the blitz from? Hey, it's Brandon from Columbus. How are y'all? What's up, Coleman from Brandis? Man, I messed that one up. You got me. Hey, tell us, tell us what we can expect uh, as the end of the year approaches again to the off season. As far as where the Giants are going to look for a coach. Um. <laughs> you talk about something there, Beck. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about a, a situation where you can't. Anything would be an improvement. You definitely don't want Steve Spagnola to stay there. But before you can even speculate on a coach, you have to get the general manager in place, so you don't have any kind of idea in the world of who they're going to hire. They they gotta they gotta find the right general manager. And right now, David Gettleman is in is in line uh, as the leading candidate for that job. But he's been there. They know that. They've done that. Didn't exactly work out in Carolina, but he got them to the Super Bowl. He's, his home is more New York, and uh, it's no secret around here. I'm picking up the blitz that KB's a Giants fan, and uh, I think I would I would be fine with David Gettleman being brought back to the Giants for the general manager position. My only scare on that is that would he keep all of the how would he handle the scouting department? I think that he might want to keep some of the uh, older faces around that he knew that might still be there, and I think that that would be a bad idea. Mm. But, I mean, tons of tons of people on the coaching wish list, but um, there, is, there, there is no – there is nobody that's even looking for that job right now. Yeah, I see. Because they, they, you're talking a complete overhaul, and the head coaching position is, is going is going to. If you want to rebuild correctly, you have to get your you have to get the head coach that the general manager wants. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say first things first. I hadn't thought about the general manager. That's that's clear. That's got to be nailed down. And then you get someone who's who you're gonna have confidence in as far as yeah. making a choice. Yeah, you want me to tell you guys something? Because John, well, real real quick, Eddie, John John Mara, the owner, clearly doesn't make any football decisions, or he would have halted the the Eli massacre. And he's he's admitted to all that, and that he doesn't overrule general managers and coaches and everything, which is is the right way to do it. 
but so mm-hmm. I think that with them being an old school third generation owner organization, you're you're looking at uh you're looking at the general manager first, which is going to be a tough hire, and the coach right behind it, who he brings in. But I'm very interested to see what Eddie Fain's got cooking on it. Well, All right. I'm just going to tell you guys. I'm going to throw this out there. I got a source, reliable source, good guy. The name has been floating around. You ready for it? You ready for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Les Miles coming up oh. to the New York Giants. Well, I got to know the source because I would love Miles. Les Miles. Did you just make this up? Just made it up on the spot. Oh. He's a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Les Miles. There Real good. it is. You want a name that's going to get the Giants fan base a little bit at least intrigued? Les Miles. That's the name to think about. You're not going to pull Gruden out of the boot. You're not going to pull, I mean, any of these guys out of the boot unless they're getting fired for sexual uh, assault charges from the NFL Network. You know, this isn't going to happen. They, they like the cozy jobs in the boot. The college guys that are hungry to prove themselves on the NFL level. And Les Miles, I really don't love Les Miles. I don't think he's that great of a coach, but it would create some buzz in New York City. And you guys don't need another Steve Spagnola, or not another Steve Spagnola, whoever the other guy is that got fired, Steve Spagnola, who, who took over the, the helm here for a pretty, pretty ordained, uh, boring Giants-Cowboys game. I'm sorry about that one for you guys. But you, don't, you want a name that's going to create some buzz there. And that's what I got off the top of my head. I have no idea if that's even a real thing, though. I mean, I, I would, I would right. take Les Miles. I would take Les Miles in a heartbeat. He's kind of a kooky guy, but his stuff works. And I think LSU was crazy for firing him. He's going against the SEC was better than it ever was when he was coaching in it, and he managed to beat Saban once and for a national championship, which not a lot of other people in the SEC have. I think Auburn's the only one. So, I mean, I, I don't know where he got such a bad rap. I'll take Les Miles in a heartbeat. But like I said, caller, I think that the general manager position is going to fall first. I think Les Miles seems – I mean, that would be blockbuster. That would be blo- a blockbuster move. But uh, I hope we answer your question. We're going to continue on here. Uh, we know on the show that you're a Celtics fan. So, before we let you go, I want to always inform you of the point spread. And Boston is a favorite by six. How do you see that playing out? Our caller's not on the line anymore. Uh, Well, you know, these things happen. All right. Well, he bailed on us. His new new nickname is is, uh, Bailing Us Brandon from Columbus. So, moving on. Moving on. We already covered Chris Mom's. uh, Brandon from Carolina. Yeah, yeah, oh, whatever. That I was said. good, dude. That was good. Brandon from Bellonas, dude. You bailed on him. Yeah. Come on, that's funny. That's good shit, man. I'm Brandon right. from ba- Brandon from Bellonas. Brandon from Bellonas. All right, Eddie. On this Carson Wentz deal, <laughs> let's see how real deal sucks, that we both think that the Eagles really are here. And I also want to point out that he tore his ACL, but neither of his feet were planted in the ground when the injury happened. Did you not so find that play. odd? I found it pretty odd, but you know what I don't find odd is that everybody warned him to freaking be easy when he's running. He got everyone said this, man. This is not a surprise because everyone said Carson Wentz does not slide. He tries spin moves. He tries weird plays, and he's bound to get hurt. And I get it. He was diving into the end zone, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he yeah. Diving for that for the end zone. Did he score a touchdown on the play? Yeah, he got in. He got the points. He got the six points. There goes your season. Because Nick Foles is not going to come in. He might get you a playoff game just based on your record. And I think they have a pretty easy stretch down. The home stretch here for them is not difficult if you look at the schedule. They could easily win all three of these games, at least two out of the three. But the thing is, Carson Wentz was given this warning. He was told by every analyst, every media person, be careful, man. I know you're a big guy, but these shots will add up. And one freak injury, which this essentially is, because like you said, this wasn't a plant or an awkward angle. This was just getting banged as you jumped in the air. And sure enough, boom, there goes Carson Wentz. Let's hope it's not going to be a career-changing injury. Let's hope he can rehab and come right back, you know, hopefully for the very beginning of next season. 
It's not a couple games in, but I mean, look at what Andrew Luck had. And Andrew Luck, I mean, I understand that's a shoulder situation, but damn, Carson went. Look what that, like RG3 was warned, and now RG3 is my girlfriend's neighbor doing nothing all day, sitting on his couch. It's freaking ridiculous, man. And, and it just sucks to see that with Carson Wentz, who's having an MVP caliber type of season. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to, uh, you know how I get crazy and wild here. I'm picking up the blitz for KB and E fame. And I definitely want to get people to start joining in on the conversation because I'm going to throw a, a question out that I want from the listeners. The number is 267-521-0153. I want to hear from the fans who – who are the cheapest trades that you've ever seen? Because say there's no trade deadline right now, Eddie. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, would you give up a second-round pick for Jimmy G right now? Absolutely. Like, no questions Absolutely. asked. Which just leads me to believe, how do the 49ers get Garoppolo for a second-round pick? It has like, how? There, there Anybody could have done there. this deal. There, anybody could have done this deal. And it just reminds me back when Randy Moss went for a fourth-round pick to the Patriots and went off stat-wise. And I just want to know, Eddie Fane, Mad Money, and the callers, who are some other trades you can remember that, that went extremely cheap? That Well, first off, I see what you're saying. I, I, could, I, I want to jump the gun on this one, man. First off, the JHI thing, is that for a fourth-round pick, I, I don't know. That That's a weird one to me. I feel like his value might be over – we might be overhyping J.H.I., considering that Kenyon Drake has filled his shoes quite well, and maybe it was just a system in Miami. But, I mean, for a fourth-round pick this year, that kind of had a lot of people like, you know, what the hell, man? Adam. Yeah, man, yeah, that was another one. That was a recent one. Didn't uh, – I mean, sometimes NFL teams makes the, make these picks conditional – like, I remember when Ricky Williams was traded from the Saints to the Miami Dolphins, it was – if he broke 1,500 yards, it changed from, like, a third-rounder to a first-rounder. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. But see, sticking to the Jimmy G thing, I mean, dude, that – like, I don't think that the Patriots would send him to New York. I think that they hate New York. I really, I really think that that's what some of these things come down to. Like, or maybe the GMs between – uh, the San Francisco 49ers and the Patriots have some sort of, you know what I mean? They know each other. There has to be something where we send Jimmy G there. We don't have to ever play against him, really. And it'll he's be all the way on the West Coast. He's on the West Coast from freaking as far away as you can get him. He's not going to be in any divisions. He's in the, the NFC. It, he's not our problem anymore. And we had to get rid of him because of so-and-so, so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be other stipulations because when you just look at that particular incident, instance on paper – you're like, what the hell? There has to be other things that we don't know about. Yeah, I'm kind of you know with I mean? you. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. It seems kind of some of these things. It's like, remember when Kevin Garnett got traded to the Celtics when Kevin McHale was the Timberwolves general manager? These people do each other favors, and that's got to be something to it. Because I mean, if you're if you're the Giants and you're trying to rebuild, why would you why would you tank for? Uh, What's his name? Uh, Josh Rosen or uh, Matthew D- or uh, what's his name? Matt Darnold. Uh, was it Sam Darnold? Matt Darnold. I don't even know. Sam, man. Sam Darnold. But anyway, Jimmy G's proven a lot more, and if you could get him for a second round, it just kind of blows my mind. You know, if, if you're Ben McAdoo and you were starting to think about benching Eli a couple weeks ago, why wouldn't you trade up a second rounder for Jimmy Garoppolo and really get the ball turning? Some of these things are just. Uh, Beyond my comprehension, how they can happen so easily. We got a caller on the line. His name's Joe. He's bringing his blitz from Blitzburg. Joe, what's going on, man? Glad to have you on the air with us here on Pick It Up the Blitz with KB and E Fane. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to give you the perspective of the Carson Wentz injury from a Dallas Cowboys fan. All right. Let me let me say this first. Carson Wentz is a great kid, uh, a great player. I, I expect in the future um, he'll probably get his Super Bowl, uh, multiple Pro Bowls, etc. However, there was a joy as a Cowboys fan 
after the Eagles game when it was realized Wentz was going to be out for the year. Again, nothing personal against Wentz. It's strictly personal with the Philadelphia Eagles fans, and here's why. If you guys remember back in 1997, Michael Irvin in the old veteran stadium was laying, some people thought paralyzed, on the field. His actually last play ever in the National Football League. And the fans in this vet, old vet stadium were cheering. It was one of the most vile, disgusting acts I've ever seen. That is why the Cowboys fans have no sympathy that Carson Wentz left because they realize as much as the Eagles fans want to say with Nick Foles that they can somehow get things straightened out and win a Super Bowl with Nick, Nick Foles, they know deep down this will be another year without a Super Bowl. It'll be zero Super Bowls in the career of the Philadelphia Eagles. That is why the Cowboys fans were happy, and there was some joy after Sunday. Not because of Wentz personally, because of the fans of the Eagles realizing they will not get their Super Bowl again. I have to put the Eagles in a in a hot in a lower standard than the Cowboys with Wentz out of this situation. Now with the call. You know, I, I like this dude because everybody always seems to be so, like, overly sensitive that it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. There is nobody on this planet Earth that should ever feel bad for an Eagles injury or anything that ever <laughs> happens to an Eagle anything. It, it, I love it. Their, their fan base is so ignorant and absurd and ridiculous. The way they treat people, it, it's it's embarrassing. It's the point where, yeah. I, I mean, you do not, you, children can't even go to an Eagles games because there's just there's so much uh, violence and it, it's it's insane. There's there's Listen, nobody I, I, there's nobody I, I, that I hate more than the Eagles and their fan base besides the Cowboys. But at least the Cowboys fan base isn't just straight disrespectful on purpose all the time. I'm sure if you well, go down to Dallas, that. when you go down to Dallas and you hit up Jerry Jones' stadium and everything, I bet you're actually accommodated very well as a visiting fan. Let me say this. I, I'm here in Pittsburgh and let me tell you, the Steeler fans do not like the Dallas Cowboys at all. But there is a certain level, I guess I would say, of humanity that if someone is hurt, possibly paralyzed, that even Steeler fans won't cross the line. Now, of course, there's that percentage of fan base. Um, I've been to multiple games, both Eagles and at the Steelers, who will bring out that behavior no matter what. But my experience from being at Philadelphia, that behavior in the crowd, people start laughing, people start jumping on the behavior, and even in Pittsburgh, um, I remember many years ago when Deion Sanders played for the Cowboys, and, and he was injured on the field. And the people that were cheering, even the fans of the Steelers, you know, gave them a look and said, "Hey, you're you're crossing the line here. You know, we hate the Cowboys, but um, that's despicable." In Philadelphia, at the stadium, they praise that. They, they take it as a badge of honor. Um, being the cruelest, um, most insensitive people. Um, and let me tell you something, the Flyers fans are even worse. If you can honestly believe that, the Flyers fans, you talk about a bunch of goons going to a game, um, the Flyers are even worse. But since we're on football here, um, the Eagles, you know, it, it's just it's despicable. And, and I hope they never get their Super Bowl. I know this year they were – beating their chest, saying how great they were. They're finally going to get their Super Bowl and, and go down Broad Street with a with a parade. Guess what? They're not getting it, period. No, not this year. I'm with you. I don't think uh, Nick Foles is uh, – I don't think he's one – I think he's in the upper echelon of backups in the NFL, but I don't think he's good enough. He's uh, 
he's had his ups and downs. His best his best season was with Chip Kelly when he I think he I think he made the Pro Bowl that year and he was looking pretty good, but he's also looked uh fairly bad. And this is a different system that they're going to be running not in Philadelphia now. Back when Nick Foles had a success that was under Chip Kelly's system. So it'll be it, I don't even really think it'll be interesting to watch the Eagles fall. I think it'll just be entertaining because uh, they're going to have a slow demise with the amount of wins they have. They still may make the playoffs, but they might not get the bye they desperately need now. And uh, I, I I think Dallas and a lot of teams are going to be favored, favored to take them out, no problem. And I think that their fan base, you know, sorry, but karma's a bitch. It's just the way it plays out sometimes. Carson Wentz seems like a decent individual. I like the guy. He's talented. And I'm the kind of dude, I always want to play every team at full strength. I don't want the other team to have any excuses against my team. But injuries happen. It is what it is. Eagles fans, I'm sorry. You kind of got, got, got what's coming to you, at least in the minds of the 31 other fans of the all the other teams in the NFL. Nobody's going to have any sympathy for any kind of organization that treats people like that. We're going to have to uh, move on. Or, or what were yeah. you saying? My, my, just a quick final comment, and then uh, I know you need to move on here. Um, here's my dream scenario. I realize, first of all, the Cowboy, as a Cowboys fan, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. What I want to see is I want to see Aaron Rodgers come in, win the next three games, win in the wild card round, first round, and in the second round of the playoffs, I want to see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers go into Link Stadium in Philadelphia and knock out the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round. Um, again, I realize the Cowboys aren't – this isn't their year, but that would totally make my year whatever, however you want to say it, New Year's wish or Christmas wish is for Aaron Rodgers to go in in the Eagles in their first game in the playoffs and knock them out. That would just make that fan base so irate it would give joy to my heart. But that's all I have for you, sir. If I could just keep me – if you could keep me in the lobby – so I could listen in, I'd appreciate it. All right, we'll do. Mad Money Mike, you got him on that. Just keep him there in the uh in the lobby. I kinda like that name for it. Um, I'm right with him. I want to see the Eagles get knocked out. I don't want any I'm a I'm a Giants fan. I don't want anybody else in the NFC East winning the whole thing. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers uh play really well. I mean he's a great talent, but like we opened the show, he I, I'm I'm nervous about this. He wants the RSVP to the party plus 52, get the Packers in the playoffs. But everything he does is with the with the zip he's got on his arm that allows him to drop deep mortar bomb hail marys and his laser beelines that he can throw. I I just think that it, it's it's a risk, but you have to do it if you're Green Bay. You have to do it. You have to do it. Absolutely. The more I think about it, you have to do it. Where are you on all this, Efane? Oh, me? Uh, I am almost in about three different accidents trying to drive this car. Uh, I agree 100% with what you were saying. And listen, man, as a big Aaron Rodgers fan, I, I realize the Philly fans aren't the best people in the world. That That does... That does, I guess, play a factor. Um, I think that there's a lot of cowboy hate, and I think that there's a lot of your guys' division with, with you being a Giants fan and the caller being a, 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 a Cowboys fan. That I think there might be a little bit more hate for them uh, from your two's perspective uh, than there might be mine. But uh, with that being said, man, I really, really, really would love that scenario of Aaron Rodgers just running the table, and with him running the table, he would obviously need to go through Philly at one point, and that that would be cool to see, man. So, yeah, great call. Great call, by the way. We uh, Now that we've got over to the NFC East playoff picture, we got to take a look at the AFC uh, playoff picture here that's going down. Sorry, i got to get back in tune with everything. I was thinking about that call a little bit, and I really do hate Philadelphia, and it threw me off a lot. I think you guys really do, man. I think you both – Definitely have a lot more hate for that organization, that fan base, 
those players than most do, man. So yeah. All right. Well, every, everybody knows pretty much that uh, involved in the sports world, uh, even at the uh, most minimal level, that Ryan Chazier has had uh, a pretty horrible injury. Um, this this is uh, going to be a key factor because uh, Eddie, I, I think you're with me that the Steelers and the Patriots are are the two front runners for the uh, AFC Championship. Would you agree? I'd say that that seems to be the collision course that the way it's looking right now, yes. Yeah, so the deal I'm looking at with this Ryan Shazier injury is this is really going to make the Pittsburgh Steelers susceptible to getting Gronkified. And they have the, – the defense has been getting beat in many different ways, from running backs out of the backfield, tight ends. Now, they are getting Joe Hayden back. He's coming off of a broken fibula. But I think this is going to be a tough game for the Steelers' defense, and it's going to be very interesting to see if the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense can keep up with their three stars. All right. Good input, Eddie. I like that. And I agree. We'll keep moving on. Oh, my also, bad, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a shout out for me to get on there, man. I thought we uh, we got a signal drop there for a second. Yeah, my bad about that. Um, if you're talking about Ryan Shazier, I completely go the other way of what I think you just said. If you just said that that, that that's a bad, what, what was your point? Just run that by me one more time. Sorry. Ryan and not having Ryan Chazier is really going to hurt the Steelers' defense in covering Rob Gronkowski. Okay, that might be a good case. However, I think that what was exposed on the Patriots is just—I know he's—he's he's like a nightmare to cover, and it will open up Brandon Cooks. And it could have been a fluke of what Miami did. It probably was a fluke, but there was definitely some flaws that were shown by Tom Brady. If you can get pressure to Tom Brady, which the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely a hundred percent can. I, I have no doubt that they can. And based on the way records are sitting right now, I'm not exactly sure. But there's a fight for home field advantage in this one. And if they are playing in Pittsburgh, look out, New England, you're done. And I have to tell you, Beck, I think we've seen this a lot in sports, how a team can rally around an incident, rally around a player, in this case, both. And the fact that Shazier has had this injury and is recovering and he's in the hospital bed, and he's watching games. And the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster got the same suspension that Rob Gronkowski got, there's a lot of turmoil building up. And I think we're going to see a good game coming up this week, a hell of a game coming up on what seems to be a collision course. And look out, this Pittsburgh Steelers offense, as we have always known, are explosive. They're, like, unstoppable. With Big Ben giving it one last hoorah, dude, this is a team that is very dangerous right now. And with the emotion that that defense is going to continue to play with, Bro, Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl is seeming more and more likely as the weeks go by, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, I do have a response to that uh, because I, I'm with you. I think that what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to do is continue to use the firepower they have at offense because of their weaknesses at defense, especially not knowing how healthy Joe Hayden is going to be when he comes back. But I also want to make note of an acquisition that the Patriots made, which was Kenny Britt on a two-year deal. Now, look, I know a little bit about Kenny Britt, Eddie. You were surprised in pre-show when I told you you didn't even think he was still in the league. But listen, I thought Kenny Britt played in 2000. I thought he listen, in listen, listen, his, he, his last 1,000-yard season was in 2016. But look, Eddie, he doesn't have – as high of a ceiling as Josh Gordon's talent. But he also isn't that big of a risk for his off-the-field embarrassment of himself and the team. I believe that this dude's size and speed is not only going to bolster Tom Brady's arsenal, but that this asset's going to be heavily used. I think they're really going to use Kenny Britt Tom Brady is going to get this guy motivated. You could tell he wasn't trying with the Cleveland Browns. He was just picking up paychecks. That's not when this guy plays his best. When you challenge this dude, he's a really good football player. He can beat people deep, and he's 6'3", like 215. 
This guy can be a difference maker for the Patriots, especially when Philip Dorsett hasn't shown up the way he's supposed to. Gronkowski is is uh he's kind of sluggish, and Brandon Cooks is a little speedy dude. But we got to hit a commercial break. We've been hitting some great topics here on the show. Picking with the Blitz, get in on the conversation. Two six seven five two one zero one five three. We got our NFL locked and loaded picks of the week coming up here on the other side of the break. And also, Eddie Fame wants to talk some James Harden MVP candidate status. We'll see where he's at on that. I'll let you on the other side. from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. KB, back in the house, picking up the blitz, Eddie Fame, my main man, Mad Money Mike behind the glass, glad you're back with us for another great episode, covering a lot of good stuff, I love how the sports world's breaking it down, the sports world makes it very easy for us to do our jobs, Eddie is dead set on James Harden being the MVP already, when we all know it's LeBron James any and every year he ever plays in the league, but I'm interested to see why he's so high on James Hardon right now? Look, man, it's simple, bro. It just watch. You don't get to see that many Rockets games. I feel like they're always playing late at the ten thirty game when they're nationally televised. But when you and you're you're kind of over James Harden because he's got he's like an asshole. He has a terrible personality. He's got a dull look on his stupid face with that beard that looks like it's been housing three birds for the last twelve years. He's a ball <laughs> hog. He plays no defense. There's, like, a lot to hate about James Harden. But look at the numbers, man. Like, I don't have them in front of me. I'm on the road. If anybody wants to look them up, fine. If you don't, just take my word for it, bro. He's getting 40-point games like they're freaking M&Ms. He's eating them up. It's, he's got Chris Paul there, but Chris Paul is just, he's just there. It's James Harden's show on the offense. And if you put three guys on him defensively, he can do it. He can pull up from three, and he has the smoothest takes. That I've, that I've probably ever seen. When he goes in, it's water flowing smooth. And he uses his body in such a way that it might be traveling. You can't really make that call, though. And he just positions himself around defenders. defenders. He will not beat you with speed. He will not beat you with sheer force. But he uses a, a, a combination of body size, agility, and ball handling that just is something else to watch. And Russell Westbrook beat him last year, deserved, deserved it. He deservedly beat him. I, I, I get that. 
But when you're watching what James Harden does, man, the only thing is the defense because it's so lackluster and just the effort isn't there. And that's probably what makes him such a great offensive threat is because he saves so much energy by literally standing there on defense. But, man, watch what this guy's doing. It's hard not to argue his case for the MVP. It's impressive. Well, I can make an argument here because, you know what, in uh, blocks per game, he's not in the top five. In steals per game, he's not in the top five. In assists per game, he's number two right behind Westbrook. That's pretty good. Rebounds per game, he's not in the top five. Three-point percentage, he's not in the top five. Three-pointers made, three-pointers made, he's number one. He's taking a lot of shots, and how long is that going to be sustainable, Eddie Thane? Can you tell me points per game? 32. And what would that ranking be? Uh, that would be numero uno. Thirty-two points per game, man. I mean, he's got he's got it's an offensive-driven league. He's got it. He's got Giannis Antetokounmpo beat by three points on that average almost. Man, that guy's fun to watch too. Uh, yeah. Listen, you're right. I mean, okay, when you read it out like that in the way that you just did, which obviously was going to contradict what I'm trying to argue here. Well done, KB. Uh, You got me again because you read all these little freaking. No, I'm not stats that you led up to the real ones that you weren't even going to tell me about points per game, but that's another story. And I'm sure if you start looking at your guy now, which you completely flip-flopped on over to LeBron James, is he right there in top five in about every single category? I'm assuming he is, isn't he? Um, He's number three in points per game. He's number three in assists per game. Looks like that's all he's really holding down. He doesn't shoot that well, but... He's doing plenty of other stuff. He's doing plenty of other stuff, but LeBron James is number two in fantasy points per game. I don't play in NBA fantasy, but it does give you a good idea of how much uh, activity the player is accomplishing on the court. He's number two in fantasy points. Who do you think's number one? Westbrook. Nah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hmm. Right, well, anyways, let's move along from fantasy basketball stats because if you're in a fantasy basketball, I don't ever want to talk to you. Yeah, I tried it one time, and I made nah, it like uh, 12 no. games. 12 games. It sucks. It sucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, you know, who do you got here? Locked and loaded picks? We got some picks left in this game, in this uh, show tonight. What else, what else we got? Because I got to get in the liquor store here, Beck. I'm outside of Total Wine, and this thing's calling my freaking name, dude. Game time. Well. O-Town. Eddie Fane, outside the liquor store. I don't know if they sell champagne, because you're going to need to be popping these bottles after we win all these motherfuckers, Ow! all this motherfucking money. This is what we do here on Lots of Loaded Pictures of the Week, especially NFL-wise. You know, I'm the NBA guy, but Eddie Fane's been killing it all year on his NFL picks. We're going we're gonna to hang him up, let fucking Eddie Fane slam him down. I'll chime in with a couple of them. Let's get into it. No better time like the present, Eddie Fane. And the Pats are presently playing the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. Pittsburgh is hosting the Patriots, and they're also hosting two and a half points. Yeah, that's a tough one. New England. I'm going to go New England this time. New England's not going to take that loss lightly, and they're going to freaking come out with a game plan. A lot of gronk. We're going New England. I don't think this is going to be a field goal game. I think this is going to be a Pittsburgh win. That's why I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the two and a half. I think they got enough firepower. Patriots aren't going to have enough. Uh, nah, you made a great point, too, but I'm still just taking Pittsburgh. I'm just doing it. Denver Do it. minus a point and a half at Indianapolis. Dude, the Colts are hurt. That's like, see, like, these games like that that make you just say, please. I wouldn't watch that if you paid me to. Uh, Indianapolis, just because I feel for Chuck Pagano. Well, these two teams suck. But maybe T.Y. Hilton has a big day catching the ball and breaks a couple big touchdowns. What are you looking at, 10-9 to nine, uh, Indianapolis? Eddie, Eddie, what do you mean you wouldn't watch a game unless you were getting paid to? I'm trying to get you paid to. I'm telling you who to pick. And you need to take Denver minus a point and a half at Indy if you want to get paid to watch that game, which is exactly what you're talking about. So come on, man. Let's make some more money for our fans. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus five and a half. 
Bills minus five and a half? Yep. Dolphins. I'm taking the Bills. I think the Dolphins fall off after a big win against the Patriots. I think they gave out everything they had in that gas tank for one win. Something must have happened there because they don't play like that all the time. I don't know if it was New England being bad or Miami being good, but either way. Chris Bosch's mom came down to Miami, had a meeting with the players, and they all got jacked up for the game, dude. All right. Cocaine Cowboys are the new Miami Dolphins. I like it. Give Jason Blow a free touchdown. What did you say, Jason Blown? (laughs) Give Jay Cutler some blow and he'll get you three touchdowns running around looking like a young Jay Cutler. Yeah, but you've seen how he plays when his dealer's all out. Philly, minus seven and a half at the New York Giants. Giants. I don't think that the Giants will win, but I think that they will cover. Giants. Yeah, I'll go with the cover on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm right with you. I'm right with you, buddy. All right, this is the big one. And I almost think that this could be a pick game because Seattle has so many injuries. But the Rams plus half a point at the Seattle Seahawks in the 12th man at their stadium. They're breaking all the sound records, creating earthquakes, shit like that. Boy, the Rams and the Seahawks are coming off of tough losses. Seahawks look like they're falling apart, fighting fans, just doing all the crap they're doing. Michael Bennett, or whatever his name is, Bennett. Yeah, Michael Bennett, Martellus Bennett, whichever one it is, the defensive end for the Seahawks. He's a dirty son of Bro, he's a dirty racist is what he is, man. I hate that guy. I hate him to the, the core of me. Uh, I cannot pick the Seahawks. I still don't like Jared Goff, but I like the L.A. Rams team. They put in a great game against Philly. I'm going for L.A. The young kid's going to be a little rattled at first. Give it to Gurley. Give it to Gurley. Give it to Gurley. L.A. Rams. Eddie, you know why I'm taking the L.A. Rams? Why? Because they moved from St. Louis to L.A. It's a shorter trip than it used to be up to Seattle. It's not going to be that hard for them to go up there in the same time zone and beat them in that stadium. Sean McVay is going to have those dudes ready for the noise, ready for the adversity. I think the Rams win this game. I think .5 isn't enough. I think a lot of people should jump on this bet. Rams, Rams, Rams. You can ram it all day, and you should ram it all night. Take the Rams in this bet. All right. Good deal. You got some game balls, Becker? Yeah, you know I got some game balls. You know I got some game balls. Hell yeah. Oh, you want your... No, no, you drop yours first, because my mine's crazy. Here's who gets You just said his name. Perfect timing. Sean McVay, Sean McVay, Sean McRae, whatever the hell his name is. 31 years old, head coach of an NFL football team. Just, you know, doing great. Congratulations. The real reason he gets the game ball, pictures of his wife surface. Oh, buddy, you need to go home or get off this phone and Google this chick, dude. Smoking hot, bro. Good job, Sean McVay. Killing the game right now, bro. Yeah, I had to check that out, man. I didn't even... I thought the dude was paying so much attention to football, they called him Sean McNever gets laid. That's a joke to end the show with. Yeah, that's not how we're ending the show. That was a terrible <laughs> joke. Terrible joke. Listen... This is Picking Up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane, our producer, Mad Money Mike. Anytime you want to join in the conversation, you find us on Twitter. Look up our Facebook page. Our phone number is 267-521-0153. My name is KB Carmelone, the mailman I always deliver. And I'm going to deliver this game ball to Juju Schuster-Smith. I think I gave it to him last week. But getting that perfect revenge on that now, I'm not even going to start bleeping this stuff out, make that money, hit the dump button. But I am still so fired up that he hit perfect so hard on a crackback. He made Heinz Ward proud. Heinz Ward probably jumped out of his chair when he was watching that. Jumped out of his chair. And me and Eddie Fane both realized we were the only ones that noticed that even after Perfect was like laid out, had to be taken out on the stretcher, before he got on the stretcher, he was gripping and clawing, trying to twist up Juju Schuster Smith's ankle after he stood over him, still playing dirty, still trying to hurt a dude. 
and you got to love AFC North football. And that's why the Steelers are going to be battle-tested coming out of that division. They're going to be a tough team to beat. And this Pittsburgh Steelers game coming up this weekend is going to be such a great preview for the AFC champion. Woo, 